This is Maybe Tomorrow. I'm Bria. And I'm Caroline. We're two friends having an unfiltered conversation about our own personal journeys with anxiety. And inviting you to help us break down the stigmas by celebrating this very human experience. Our highs, our lows, our quirks, and everything in between. (laughs) Okay. Take three. (laughs) How do I look? You look great. And I I love that your dog is in the background, Jake. I look like fucking Steve Jobs vibes today. Go because you're a turtle. Yeah, black turtleneck. You're going to use some Instagram uh, stuff with my Steve Jobs vibes. Here I'm into it. it. I'm here for it. I was actually going to comment you for about that. Well, did, I ta- did we already talk about my attempt at curtain bangs? Yeah. Yeah, it's not working I I think they're it's cute. Fine. Okay, not- we don't need. Oh, yeah, yeah. I sent you a whole text with a picture of me attempting to style them. Anywho. Anywho. Did you just drop something? I dropped my pen. We're back. We're back. All right. Well, um, I'm just going to recognize as we kick off this episode that our last two had been a little all over the place. I think that's okay. There's a lot of shit going on. (laughs) We were a little rusty. I will admit that. We were a little rusty, but... I, what are we supposed to do? There's like, so much going on. We gotta yeah. give ourselves a little credit. And like, we're both we're both trying to figure out our medication, right? I don't know. So, I might I'm being potentially diagnosed with ADHD as well, <laughs> so we don't know. Yeah, well, my my friend and co-host <laughs> Caroline, she said that I had ADHD because she has ADHD. Just listen to one of our episodes, and it's pretty obvious that it sounds like we. have <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah 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 send this send send our um mental health episode <laughs> yeah to our uh different to your different doctors let's yeah. get some more listens yeah we'll see <laughs> if they can diagnose us from that but anyway it kind of led us to the path of getting a little on track for at least having a purpose for our call this has been something that i feel like has come up a lot in our recent conversations and it's come up quite a bit in my TikTok feed. It's come up in conversations I've had with my sister. Um, and it's around people pleasing, which I feel like, I don't know if it's like a symptom of anxiety, a result of anxiety, like where it manifests, but it seems to be pretty consistent with people who struggle with anxiety. And I feel like there's just a lot for us to unpack here. So, a real chicken and egg problem. It really is. I'm not 100% sure. I mean, it's like the ADHD and anxiety thing too, right? It's a chicken and egg, maybe. Or no. Okay, so when when we were talking about, like, just, like, planning this episode, and we were talking about people-pleasing and where that stems from, and you just kind of mentioned it, is I can't tell, is a symptom something that happens before something else or after, right? Like, isn't it after? So, like, a symptom we're trying is to figure out. something that's part of a right. bigger Right, it's just thing, like another, right? yeah, yeah, okay. 
but I guess Dr. Then, Caroline and Bria here. <laughs> but I guess then there's well because there's a side effect which is just from primarily medication, like the result of something else, right? Yep. And then there's things that I feel like can be exacerbated as the result of something else. Mm-hmm. We don't know. Yeah. I'm just wondering just because I think people pleasing is such an interesting topic to land on as something that, I mean, just even honestly, the sheer mention of people pleasing just that made my like palms so sweaty because I have <laughs> so much to say about this. There's but a lot to unpack. I, yeah, I mean, like, I think it's also a perfect um, topic for this episode, just like knowing what's around the corner, going into the holidays. So like our personal lives, like making sure that we're also like, you know, meeting people where they're at with COVID. I mean, like plans are going to look very, very different, you know, like yeah. the interactions that we're going to have with people in the outside world around politics, like that's going to be a hot topic. So yeah, I mean, I have, I have lots to say, Bria, but what do you want to <laughs> start with? Well, I want to just name, because I've, like I've said, I've gone down a TikTok hole on this. So I think that there's a lot of interesting things to unpack, which one is just the sort of root of where people pleasing manifests. But the other are like signs that you're a people pleaser. And I think that there's a lot. I want to get your gut reaction of which one is. Which one makes your palms particularly sweaty? Are you ready? Oh, well, now that now they're really sweaty. Number one, pretending to agree when you might not necessarily agree with somebody on something. Number two, you can't say no. Number three, you apologize excessively for things that you might not have needed to apologize for. Four, you feel responsible for how everyone else feels. Who? Cool. Four, honestly, four for sure, which I did not think that that would be some type of indication of like being too much of a people pleaser. Number one, which is, you know, um, pretending to agree, like, I don't care. I'm mostly not listening to you anyways. So yeah, I will, I will just say, okay, just because for me, there are certain things that are worth arguing about and certain things that aren't. So to me, I'm, I don't see it as people pleasing. It's just, is this worth my energy today? Yeah. But the, that last one about feeling responsible for people's emotions, I mean, that expands into so many different aspects of my life. So that's the one that spoke to me. Tell me more. Like, I know we've talked about this before and we don't know if it's in an episode, but like, or, hey, Hank, <laughs> but around the concept of even like hosting people, having people over and feeling responsible for like, are you having a good time? Yeah, I, I'm always, always like thinking about that, even I mean, obviously this was before COVID when you can have like large group gatherings, but you know, that was something just living in a city and just being in our thirties, like being able to entertain is just something that's really fun to do in your house. And you, especially like when you get, get your like whole crew of friends together, but oftentimes like 
as we grow up, we have like different pods of friends and I love, and I definitely see my role in this universe as like a connector. I love introducing people to each other if I feel like they're going to get along. But my, I think my like demise is going to be not opening up, like I think opportunities for people that are seemingly different to meet because it does give me so much anxiety and just like stress around, oh, I don't know if they're going to get along with so-and-so or they might not see eye to eye on this topic or these things. And sometimes it's just like, I don't want to ruin the vibe for everybody else, you know? And so I feel yeah. like as a host, I am fully responsible for that. Even if they are just like, they're all adults and they can choose how they want to engage and disengage, right? Like, especially if it's a larger gathering, it doesn't really matter. Like you can just be like, okay, I'm going to go over here because that person said some whack shit, but I don't want to ever like present that type of uncomfortable dynamic because I don't, I don't know why I've just like always sort of avoided it. And I know that the way that it probably comes off is just being like closed minded or just like closed off to like opening to larger groups. Like my partner, Josh is like so good at just being like overly inclusive, inviting everybody and just being like, I don't know, we'll just figure it out. Yeah. You know? And I'm just like, I feel like I have to almost play like a puppeteer right. role. And that makes me sound so like, so like sadistic and just like, terrible but sometimes I just want to like curate the vibe let me be <laughs> well do you feel like when th you're connecting people and if somebody's like mm, not really feeling this person's vibe that you feel sort of like responsible for them not having a good vibe does that make sense well I'm yeah, I mean, I don't think I've ever had a situation where it happened in the moment, but sometimes like afterwards getting feedback from people be like, oh, so-and-so said something kind of weird and you're like, oh, fuck, what, what? you know? Yeah, totally. Um, and it's not that like anybody that I'm friends with or it's like super offensive or like that far off from like views on anything. It's just... Maybe just their personality. There's someone might be a little bit more high energy than somebody else. And so like, I'm also looking at like personality traits like that. It's like really stressful. And it's sometimes you can just like try to over-engineer all those little aspects of like a social dynamic that you don't know how it's going to go, yeah. but you still do it. So honestly, like, I think for me, like what the anxiety comes down to is just like this need to control yeah. that and I don't know. I just don't, also don't want to like let anybody down and be like, have anybody like go home and be like, that was a weird dinner, you know, or that barbecue was weird. And maybe, maybe the lesson that I need to learn is to just do a little spring cleaning of our acquaintances. I don't know. Well, it is interesting <laughs> that you said it's a form Friends. of like control because I've seen that it's like people pleasing is technically a form of manipulation and like it's it's got to be a little bit of you know by you either not ag like agreeing just to agree or whatever it is like 
does feel like it could be like a little bit of a level of control that you're trying to control how somebody like reacts to something or how somebody reacts to the way that you say something or what their like emotion is going to be um, by you either like disagreeing or something like that. So that's an interesting point that at the end of the day, a lot of anxiety stuff comes down to like wanting to be able to control everything. Yeah. I mean, like we talked about this, I think it was like one of the, one of the earlier things that we bonded on as we were like planning for like episodes for this podcast was like, we talked about just some of our like biggest things that give us like, just like, I don't know, a moment of pause and just like where we're just starting to like clam up a little bit. And we bonded over this idea. It's just like, it's really stressful to like bring together a bunch of people and not know how it's going to go. I don't know. Like, I, I mean, I would be curious to hear like what other people have to say, but I honestly also feel like that's a pretty normal part of like human behavior. Yeah. Right. Uh, is that you have these perceptions about other people and whether they're like true or not, it's, it's, it's more like you're operating off of your truth, you right. know, which could be totally wrong, but it's like, if it's a perception, then you're trying to compare and like, figure out if like the perceptions that you have of these different individuals are going to create a conducive environment for like socializing and hanging out or not. So I don't know. I mean, you're a connector and I'm an avoider. (laughs) (laughs) I just would prefer if I don't have to, to not merge groups for that reason because I do I feel like it comes at a sacrifice of my own enjoyment of something because I'm just worried about all of that that whole like interaction so I I do feel responsible for how people engage with each other is everybody having a good time do they like each other and so I just tend to avoid it for that exact reason which was interesting to me that this is uh, a people-pleasing point that you feel responsible for the way other people feel I guess it makes sense but it was because I knew that was like a characteristic of myself but to bundle it under people-pleasing yeah I'm wondering like how much (laughs) (laughs) I was gonna say like I wonder how much of it you think is also maybe attributed to being like female and just being a woman in today's society and like the need to like people please. Yeah. Do you feel like there's like gender differences that you see like between like you and your partner or you and your like male friends or family members? Mm. I mean, yes and no. I definitely feel like there's some, especially as we start to if you break it down by like work, it feels like there's an expectation that like in traditional female dynamics, like you're just the like, yep, I can do that. And I can do that. Mm -hmm. And I'm not going to like descent to anything. I'm just going to like go do whatever you've asked me to do. (laughs) Like it was Mm -hmm. so obvious at one of my previous jobs, we had a VP who like would intentionally hire it seemed to be a lot of women on his team who were really good implementers like 
he was good at like the sort of vision and then he would bring in people who were good at like actually executing against that vision. But whether or not there was a lot of like opportunity to sort of, I mean, I think there was opportunity to disagree, but it's just like, I feel like a nature of women that you're like not only agreeing to something, but like you're good at doing things. So you tend mm-hmm. to just be like, yep, okay, I'm not going to really, like, question it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think, I mean, that's another facet, just, like, the workplace itself. I mean, whether it's, like, you want to incorporate just, like, gender or not, it's just interesting to, like, think about, like, leaving college or not. I mean, going into your first, like, job and and feeling when you're going in at like an entry level feeling like inadequate right there you'd like imposter syndrome is at an all-time high and then that never seems to like really go away within time even if you've been in the same job for like 10 15 years there's always like that element of like I could be doing better and part of being able to do better is being more accepted in the workplace you know so like whether it is like saying like being a yes man or yes woman and saying like, yep, I will do that. Whatever you say, just to get like your colleagues or your bosses like stamp of approval. Um, I just think like people pleasing in the workplace is like an extremely like stressful and tough thing to like go through because there's also an element like you have to learn to play nice and like, like build like relationships that are going to be helpful for you in your career right like if you burn a bridge with somebody that's like on your team or somebody that you work with often like it's not going to be a productive relationship so a lot of times I think instead of having hard conversations it's just easier to default to okay whatever you say yeah you know well and I think that's a cultural thing like whether or not certain corporate environments create the space for that to happen. Um, I mean, I even just think about, like, if we're bringing it to something that's more relevant to what's happening in a couple of days, and you brought this up earlier, is political shit. Like, I just end up getting to a point sometimes where I just don't, Like, I don't want to have the argument and I'm not going to bother. And so it ends up resulting in not just not necessarily like an agreement just for the sake of agreeing, but like, I don't know, you know, where you kind of just like get shut down because you're just like, I, I can only go back and forth so many times. You know what I mean? Like, I notice that a lot where it feels like I can disagree once and then if it gets thrown back at me again, I'm like whatever I give up white flag like surrender just like I I'm not going to go back and forth on this yeah that's like kind of like what I was mentioned like earlier is how do you know if like something is like worth your time yeah and like things that aren't and like sometimes like worth your time doesn't mean like it's worth the fight it's just like is this person even going to like are we even going to get to a common ground you know Right. And so oftentimes, like, is just saying, okay, fine, like, and backing off, like, I think that there's a clear distinction between that and, like, just straight 
people pleasing as just like oh whatever you want like because like with people pleasing it's what it sounds like it's like you're trying to do something yeah to make them happy with you whereas i guess when you are like political views or whatever you're getting to a point where like i don't think we're gonna see eye to eye on this right so okay and i'm wondering why like we can't take that same approach into other parts of our lives right because like i'm like that like i'm a extreme people pleaser but then when it comes to like political um topics and social issues i am pretty outspoken and Mm -hmm. like i'm like the first person to be like y'all are fucking trash like absolutely (laughs) not um and and I will like hold like steadfast to those beliefs but like when it's like hey can can so-and-so come to this party and you're like you know okay (laughs) like like I don't I don't know why I can't like bring that same type of energy into like other aspects of my life where I don't have to like live up to this like expectation that I have to like appease everybody but I mean, I th- I told you last night, like I just started listening to How's Work, the podcast from Esther Perel, which like details different issues and relationships within work and how we define ourselves with work. And does that talk about whether or not you feel like you can be your authentic self, which I think feeds into people pleasing? Totally. I think so. I think that there's, I just started it. Um, but the episode that I was listening to was more around um, somebody feeling stuck in their job and not feeling that they have the energy or like the, or just like the passion to like go for their more like creative pursuits. Mm-hmm. And a lot of it is because they funnel so much of their self-worth into work. Mm, yeah. When you do that, you're, when you tie up so much of your self-worth into work, you're also, that's basically you saying, whatever you want, I will get done because that means you'll be happy with me. And that's how I feel good about myself. This is what I was thinking about in relation to what do you like, do you feel like there's been a part of your identity that you thought was part of your identity, but it was a result of people pleasing. So like, I think of the example where you told me that you and Josh would do like work on the house and you realized you were like, I fucking hate working on the house. I, I don't like these projects. projects. And so it's almost like, did you think at some point and it's like, no, this is what I do as like a hobby, but real. And it becomes like part of your identity, but it's really because you were doing things for someone else in that case. Yeah. I think that's like a pretty benign example where, well, not really because I hate doing house projects, but the idea there is, I have this expectation or this perceived expectation that like you like to do house projects and because of like access to social media and just seeing everybody's life documented on there, you see other people that are your age in like the same life stage doing the same. So you just go with the assumption like, oh, everybody does house projects and like everybody does stuff like this. and yeah, I don't, that's an interesting question. What about like, what about you? Like, uh, like we talk a lot about what it means to be like your authentic self. And so like, do you feel like there are parts of your life where you haven't been able to do that because 
it has been overshadowed by people pleasing or yeah I think in the context again this is where it gets so weird that everything kind of bleeds into itself because I feel like um part of that comes down into like social uh obligations which I've started to lean into a lot more of like recognizing that I am an introvert and I need time to recover and no I don't want to come to all of the fucking events you know when things normalize again and there's like a happy hour and this get together and that get together like I don't want to do all of those things so I've started to be able to lean more into that where it was like maybe I appear to be more social (laughs) at some point because I just didn't want to say no to somebody or I hadn't seen this given group in a long time and felt an obligation to and more recently I've been able to be like no like you know feeling more comfortable saying no to that type of stuff so and to that end, I've made progress. I'd have to think about whether or not that's the case in other things, because I'm sure it is. Have you noticed, like, what what are you like if you keep saying yes to every single invite and every single, you know, um, work outing or whatever? Like, if you think through, like, like in a given week in non-COVID times, let's say, like, four out of the five work days, like weekdays have been taken up with social obligations. Have you like experienced, like, what are you like if you said yes to every, everything, even though you didn't want to? It's not the after it's the before. So like, Oh, what's, if I look at my calendar a week in advance and I'm like, I have something every day this week, I get so much anxiety. I want to like, back out of everything and like flake on everything Mm -hmm. I think in the moment normally I'm okay I obviously notice like after the fact I'm exhausted and you know feel a significant need to have time for myself um but it yeah it's more of the anxiety leading up to it you know how you're like in a point where you're just like why did I say yes to that thing when I had a couple of drinks and I text all of my friends and saw and like filled up my calendar with like something to do every day. Like, why did I do that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, isn't that like the second thing that you named? That's like from our TikTok doctor. Like, yes. You like can't say saying, no. yeah, you can't say no, even if you want to. Um, like that is, I think, the ultimate definition of people pleasing, right? Yes. It's literally consenting to something that you don't want to give consent you're just like okay fine let's go to happy hour right okay fine let's do dinner you know and it's the next thing you know your whole week is filled up and then you know whether it's before or after you're just you're either worried about it and like overthinking everything coming up to those events or afterwards you're just like so stressed and just like so drained from having to do all of it and that's like it's not like you're bringing your best self then no right (laughs) well and I'm interested where else you feel like so not only in the social settings but what other examples I mean work's an obvious one I think that comes to mind too yeah but like there's even minimum like 
minor things that come up where it's like, yeah. uh, it's just easier to say yes to this. Yeah. Or just like, I'm trying to think about just like even interactions with strangers, like things that I might do mm, yeah. that seem, I don't know why I do them, but like, I, I don't have a good example right now, but I do know that there are other, there are parts of me that bleed into like people pleasing like strangers like complete strangers who like obviously don't even pick up on the fact that I'm trying to please them you know it's so subtle yeah. that like it doesn't even matter is your um, people please are you more likely to be a people pleaser for someone that you don't know or like or maybe like lightly know over somebody that you are close to or is it the, like, oh. what's that scale for you? Well, for me, I am like, I'm of the camp of, I have very few, like very close friends, you know? And so I'm not somebody who has like a ton of people that I would call friends. And it's only because I don't use that label lightly. So for me, I feel like the select 10 or 12 or whatever, like the people that I'm like really, really close with, I could just be my full unadulterated, like, self. like if I don't want to do something, I'm just like, you guys, like that idea sounds horrible, you know? <laughs> yeah. Um, there, but I feel like it does bleed into other things where you're just trying to keep up appearances, you know? appear courteous and I think a lot of it might even come down to like how do others perceive me which is like such a shitty thing to think about when you're in your 30s because like I think a lot of times people think you have your yourself figured out you're like really confident in who you are and that's not necessarily true like I'm still wondering like oh my god why did I say that or should I have done this or should I have offered to do this um one thing I will never offer to do is help people move like I don't care what side of people pleasing that falls under I will never ever offer to help anybody move so that's PSA one. Caroline's friends you probably already know this about her <laughs> like I'm sorry we can all get a U-Haul truck like $19 an hour and you can hire a moving company. I'm not helping you. So um, also, I can't. I have no upper body strength. Like, what are we? Get, what am I going to move? Yeah, little little boxes and lamps and shit. A couple of shoe boxes. Yeah. Yeah. Some throw pillows. Um, so, anyways, till that I, Peloton comes, maybe. I mean, okay. that's mostly lower body, but you know, <laughs> that is mostly lower body. Um, There's some weight. But, weight involvement yeah I did buy I did buy my weights okay uh, but let me finish this thought <laughs> asterisk and we could dive into that uh, yeah asterisk um is I do feel like it's easier to just be your full self because you're more confident around the people that you are closest to yeah but and it sucks right because like the people you want to please are those people like right. you want to be good to those people and it's not to say that I'm not it's just it's sometimes with like people you don't know it's you just you prioritize putting your best face forward over like your own needs 
because like you want to be perceived as helpful and nice and all those things that make people feel warm and fuzzy about you. But the correlation of authenticity seems to be juxtaposed with people pleasing. Like you can't be your authentic self if you're people pleasing and you can be your authentic self with people you're closer to. So it's, Mm -hmm. it seems like in theory, it makes sense, but I totally agree with you because it's also like when you think about when you're in the worst mood, like who gets the brunt of it? (laughs) The people that you're the closest to like, Mm -hmm. but again, it's because you don't have to be like, I'm fine. Everything's great. Mm -hmm. You're just like, yeah. And it's also, you want to seem capable, right? So you also want to seem capable Yeah, that you can handle things. Um, and it's, it's hard because like, um, one thing that I just recently learned is, um, something called like rejection, sensitive dysphoria, and like just overall hypersensitivity of like both like stimulants and like just like of anything I guess is literally like the definition you're just like sensitive to everything um and stimulants like drug stimulants or like or just like environmental like anything so like I will give you an example I am sensitive to like rejection is one like if somebody is like I don't like that drawing that you drew which like remind you of like my pottery scenario right yeah that never happened it's like that and I'm just like shut down I'm like oh my god I did not like I was supposed to carve like the next masterpiece and I didn't do it you know yeah like I, I I hate myself over it two is um I'm also super sensitive to stimulants like like caffeine is like something that I learned. So mm-hmm. when like the first time I was diagnosed with ADHD, I was given way too much. And so it was basically, I was on just like pure meth for like a year. <laughs> cracked out. <laughs> it, that I was literally cracked out and nobody, ha- nobody said anything. Um, and then third is um, They're like, like, wow, sensory. Caroline doesn't really sleep very much. I don't get it. I'm like, you guys want to go for another run? <laughs> um, and then the, the other thing that I noticed about myself was um, sensory uh, oh. things like um, I the the sound of like sharpening knives I can't hmm. I can't listen to that it's like nails yes. on a chalkboard yeah for me um, and there's like also like forks scratching on a ceramic plate mm-hmm. I can't do that um, I can't eat food out of like with like a metal fork out of like a metal container like there's like what about yep. somebody this is what drives me nuts you have like a soup and they have a spoon that they're eating it with and then their teeth are like Ooh. scratching Ooh. the spoon Why? and i'm like Why? i don't Why understand you... you have it's liquid just use you your just lips. drop it in there you just drop it in your mouth yeah you don't need the teeth for this you don't need so your you teeth get for it. any of it really yeah also yeah. Typing, like my own typing doesn't bother me, but other people's bothers me. I hate it. Mm-hmm. It's fucking it's really like, annoying. It's so loud. Yeah. It's the la- yeah. Um, yeah. So I'm, I'm with you on that piece. I feel that. I get super annoyed by the dumbest sounds. And then it distracts me. Like I can't focus. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, like there's like the focus playlist on like Spotify and stuff. I can't listen to those. Like, 
it just, it doesn't help me at all. So I basically need just like a very, very curated environment, which is like, good luck. Um, Do you listen to music or anything? Working? Mm-hmm, sometimes. Does I can't listen to, to be... podcasts. Yeah, neither can I. No, nope, I don't so. know how people do that unless you're doing something completely brainless. I don't know how you can like listen to words and absorb what somebody's saying. While you're like typing an email. Well, you're, <laughs> I feel like yeah. basically just typing what I'm hearing. Yeah. Um, so I'm just a basically long story short, I'm a delicate little flower. And I'm very sensitive. And just so, snowflake, Caroline. I am. I really am. But uh, it's hard because part of that is like you don't want to feel. You don't want to feel rejected. I mean, who wants to? But like, there's some people that are like, eh, oh well. And then there's some people who like really feel it. And apparently, not apparently, I am. <laughs> one of those people yeah and so it's so much easier to want to please it's so much easier to just say like whatever you want because I want to I want you to be happy yeah does anybody want to feel rejected I mean I guess yeah more people handle it better I was watching a show though and it was like two women who were talking to each other and they were just going at it the whole show and then at the end one one of them was like I just feel like you don't like me and she's like you're right I don't like you and I just like cringed because I was like oh my god like what would I do if somebody was just straight up and I know people who did not like me like specifically in high school I knew people who Mm -hmm. fucking hated me and yeah you know cool if (laughs) (laughs) now I look back on that and I'm like that's kind of hilarious I like that somebody didn't like me sure wasn't their cup of tea but yeah, like if that were to happen now, still, like, what would you do? I think it's also, it's probably, I wonder if it's easier for you because you're just like, oh, high school Bria is very different than today Bria. But today Bria, you worked really hard at like being who you are today, right? So it's almost like a personal offense if somebody doesn't like the person that you are today. Cause you're like, yeah, but. I think it's the opposite, actually, because I feel oh, is like, it? well, I feel like in high school was when I was starting to come into my own and I was a bit more of my authentic self with my like small group of friends or whatever. And so like part of me wants to be like, fuck, yeah, somebody didn't like you because you were you were able to show who you were. Mm-hmm. So like if I can justify why somebody didn't like me, I guess. I don't know. I mean, I I want to be liked apparently all the time. <laughs> and so I think we all yeah. Yeah. Maybe we all do. We all do to some capacity. I think it's just whether or not you let it affect your your day to day. Yeah. Right? And like your actual self worth. And I think that's probably what like the whole idea of people pleasing is getting at is like, do you let it bother you? Like, do you right. let it, like, change the way that you live your life? Well, because it's hard to say, like, what is it about me that that person didn't like? Do I need to change it? Mm-hmm. And it comes back to the feedback of, like, you can't make everybody happy and you're not responsible for how they feel, like... Some of them yeah. might be 
up with them that they just not your problem but yeah it's I think it's it kind of feels like is it is it just nature that you want to be liked like I mean I think there's like a part of like being human and wanting to connect with other people that like I mean we're like still social creatures even though like you and I are like anti-social yeah (laughs) <laughs> we should be studied. <laughs> um, but I, there's like this phrase, something like, if you're liked by everyone, you're loved by no one, right? Like, is, if it's like, if you're everybody's cup of tea, you're everyone's just like, oh, she's yeah, all right. You're fine. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Interesting. Um, and I did something like that. And I, it always stuck with me. And so I will say like over the years, I've gotten a lot better at it, but I didn't realize up until... Uh, my ADHD diagnosis and just working through my anxiety, like how much of it, it actually like impacts my day-to-day interactions with like the outside world. Yeah. Um, 2020 though has definitely put a different lens on that. Like you definitely have to prioritize yourself this year and like, and like where you stand on issues, like what you believe in and Give that has been what other people think. Yeah, and taking care of yourself and like those closest to you, like with, like public safety. Hello, and so thinking through that, like that's been like a a really interesting exercise and in saying no and exercising that and yeah. just saying like no, I'm not gonna go to that party because I don't feel comfortable because there's like 30 people or like no, I'm not gonna hang out with you because that shit you just posted on Facebook was so racist. Yeah. <laughs> Like you, you're starting to see things that are just a little bit more like clear, probably not more than ever. Um, well, so that's, it is challenging coming up against holiday seasons and stuff, the holiday season, not seasons where we're, you know, normally would travel to family and stuff like that. I'm doing that despite not being overly comfortable with it, but because mm-hmm. I mean, it, it it was a decision that I think we made out of, like, us wanting to go. Um, but, yeah. like, I think there's a lot of people that are probably struggling with the, like, do I go just because it's easier versus what I'm actually comfortable with? And, of course, there's, like, the political <laughs> kind of element that's been unnecessarily layered on top of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I I think the holidays are going to be really interesting, just like how everybody just chooses to go into that. Yeah. I mean, there's like, I'm going to just give it up for Gen Z who still gives no fucks. Like they're going to literally be at their Thanksgiving table, like whether in person or on Zoom, like giving the bird to their like racist aunt, Get calling it. out their like shitbag uncle, like telling their mom to like, fuck off because she voted for Trump. Like it is like insane. Like I was like, that is the energy that I need to funnel into my 2021 as yeah. a 30 something. Are there people pleasing Gen Z's or no? I, I'm honestly like convinced that they don't exist. Like the millennials were like the people pleasers. Like we're honestly, I saw I something that this... said millennials are the corniest generation. Cause we're talking about being like Hufflepuffs and Disney adults and like, <sighs> Coffee brunch, dogs, avocado Mimosas toast. Forever. Yeah, 
bottomless mimosas like we're just the corniest generation and i was like fuck <laughs> oh my god we 100 percent are it's like sad. i don't use this lightly but we're literally a bunch of pussies yeah listen i'm not a disney person i think it's lame i'm not a hufflepuff whatever actually i took a quiz i am a hufflepuff are you a hufflepuff <laughs> i guess uh, but I don't give any fucks about Harry Potter. Like, all of that shit I haven't subscribed to, but that doesn't make me any less of a millennial pussy. Do you know what? If you were a uh, a Disney girl, it would be a lot easier to not people please you. Like, I would not do this podcast with you if you were like, I'm obsessed with Disney. Oh, and yeah. <laughs> Nate and I got married at Disney World. And like, That's that shit freaks me out. Was. That shit freaks me out. Dude, I tweeted that and somebody came back at me about it. No. Like, I, well, because I think she had her bachelorette at Disney. Um, and was okay, like, Okay, that's like not my fault. <laughs> right. And was like, Everybody's got their own preferences. Like, I don't like sports. And I'm like, okay, but it's not fucking creepy if you like sports. <laughs> okay, Bria, like, this is the, this is like the not people pleasing energy. Like, Twitter Bria is like the energy that we need to bring into 2021. Yeah. Twitter Bria is a bit of a twat. Is this the, is this somebody that we knew? Yes. Or like, was this just a I, random person? Someone I worked with years ago. Oh. Oh, okay. I mean. I just didn't respond back because I was like, I'm not going to get into it right now. But yeah, I guess. Yeah, I mean, I went down a weird, weird Instagram K-hole. Like once just looking at like Disney adults. Oh, God. And I just felt so uncomfortable that I just had to like wake myself up <laughs> it's like that was the weirdest k-hole i've ever gone down yeah it doesn't sound like a fun so, one. so anyways yeah so don't people please them no well they a, and also they need a dose of reality also though to be fair like i don't want this to come off as if this would make sense for what we were talking about being millennials being pussies that i uh don't just leave those opinions for Twitter, you know, can't just be a keyboard warrior. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone can know that I think Disney's lame. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, like who are we? You know, I'm not even gonna go down there. Just, just like, yeah, it's same. We're page. just not gonna people please. Yeah, we're just not gonna people please the Disney, the Disney stands. Yeah, you do you, but that's my opinion, and I'm sticking to it. And we're sticking to it. Bria and I are so grateful for the opportunity to connect with you. And we hope you continue to tune in to our conversations covering various topics surrounding anxiety. While we hope this podcast provides a sense of comfort, we would be remiss if we didn't mention that we are not doctors or any licensed professionals and cannot recommend treatment or give individualized advice. If you or someone you know is struggling with anxiety or depression, please contact a mental health professional.